1: Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Scott Watley and we appreciate you being with us. I'm glad to have Kevin Flesh in studio as well. Kevin, we should be doing a remote from Cherry Creek Reservoir Wait, today. <laughs> you're right.
2: There was bad planning on our part. No kidding Holy man. cow. It is gorgeous I, out. Uh, I, I actually got, I've got my boat in the garage and I got the, started working on the batteries and kind of going through fishing line and changing out stuff this morning because it is it's going to be on here shortly and no Cherry Creek is going to get on fire here pretty quickly if if it's not already I've, I'm going to talk to Austin after the show to see how he's been doing over there but yeah, gorgeous weather Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, we have a jam-packed show so we're going to get right to it and we're going to go to the phones and we are glad to have Rebecca Farrell with us She is the statewide public information officer for Colorado Parks and Wildlife Rebecca, thanks for taking a few minutes on a Saturday with us We appreciate it
0: Absolutely, thanks for having me on
1: Okay, well, um, I want to touch on a couple articles that you guys put out recently on on bears and some different things, but uh, I got to touch on the draw for a minute because we've gotten a lot of emails, and I think we could probably do a whole show just on that and all the some of the changes and all. And you know, on on some of the things, um, most of the people and people I've talked with understands a lot about different increases with different things when you look at other states, and I think a lot of the moves you guys made. Uh, we're kind of in line with other states, right?
0: That that is true. Um, I know that it, it's new and, and change is always a, is a little bit uh, difficult, and 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 an ask is always difficult for us as well. Um, but you know, it is it's, it's pretty in line with a lot of our, our neighboring states, where you'll you'll have to pick up a base license in order to then apply for a tag. Very similar principle. Um, here we're actually kind of giving you something with that base license. So if you were wanting to take the option to to do a small game combo, if you're a resident, um, spend some time out on the water, as you guys were just talking about, you have the option to do that with that license that you've purchased. So um, it is in line. It actually does provide some value. And I know, again, you know, it's new. Um, people don't always... Uh, respond, respond to change really easily but um, that that certainly is the goal and of course it's all um, in the mode of, of trying to ensure that we have uh, a good amount of funding to continue and maintain the conservation work that we're doing.
1: Right we really encourage everyone if you haven't read it yet get the 2019 Colorado Big Game brochure right inside the front cover is what's new in 2019 and uh, I mean we got some emails I'm sure you did too A lot of people saying we didn't know you were going to shut it down at 8 o'clock rather than midnight, and it is certainly in your changes there. And then even if you turned it upside down and flipped it over on the back cover, even in just the the small snapshot you do on the 2019 big game draw, it's listed there, April 2nd, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. So, I mean, um, like I say, I feel bad for those that didn't pay attention to that, but you got to read the brochure.
0: Yeah, you know, we put a lot of work into that what's new section especially every year because, like every other state, you know, things change every year, whether it's, the, you know, numbers of licenses or qualifying licenses that we implemented this year. And so we try really hard to make sure we're communicating we had all of our different social media channels as well kind of talking about it quite a bit leading up. So, um, you know, we, we definitely understand that, again, you know, change can be difficult even in just keeping up with all of the changes. But uh, we, we did try and, and we'll certainly be taking the feedback and listening and, and always trying to improve that as well.
2: So someone who's new to the state that hasn't um, really dealt with the draw and all of the other things relating to getting prepared for a fall hunt, what are the things that they should be really recognizing uh, in this process, that's new for for you guys,
0: yeah, I mean, I think obviously the big one was this year. we We did have the qualifying license, um so um that is something that obviously was was a big part of the draw. But the other thing to remember too is that if you did not um, have the opportunity to to call in or get your application in by eight o'clock. Um, You know, there there there's still ample opportunities. We'll have over-the-counter, we'll have our leftover license days. And so, um, you know, we don't want people to be discouraged. There's still plenty of opportunity to get out there and hunt in Colorado.
2: Yeah, can you explain the leftover license (laughs) and how that works for folks that that maybe didn't get, maybe called at 8.05 and now they're sitting at home (laughs) crying that they missed their opportunity, that they still have some, some opportunities out there?
0: They do. So, you know, every year we have over-the-counter, so there's always going to be a a large number of those licenses available where you can kind of go in and and see what's there, and and they're available most of the year. Um, But we also do have our leftover license draw, which is a process by which either people didn't pay for the license that they drew decided that they couldn't make it out this year. Maybe they they drew and and had a change of plans. Um, And so those licenses go back into a pool. And so we do have um, one day where we open that up and and give people the opportunity to, to grab some of those good licenses that people weren't able to use after drawing.
1: Right. And again, if you've got the brochure right on the back there, gives you all the dates now of when the draw results will be posted, when the leftover draw applications will be out, and then when we can also get in on the leftover uh, licenses and over-the-counter licenses. Okay, let's talk real quick about a recent article um, that you guys put out about bears and uh boy very very important of course we don't have a spring bear season here anymore which is another topic but uh let's talk a little bit about what um what you what you want to get out for the day on that
0: yeah i mean i think you know whether you're you're new to colorado or or you've been here your whole life um it's the season uh bears are waking up and when they come out they're coming out hungry so if you think about a long weekend where you went to bed and slept in a little bit and how hungry you are when you wake up now imagine that by, you know, a factor of months. And so what we're really asking people to do is to if they've been out of the habit over the winter of kind of being able to to leave the grill maybe not so clean or hmm. leaving the trash outside, now is the time to really think about the fact that that is just easy opportunity for bears to be where bears do not need to be.
1: Bird
2: feeders too. I mean all kinds of things
0: that Absolutely.
1: Uh, I believe was it in Breckenridge? Yeah, I, mean, I think... Was it in Breckenridge just the other day the news story where the lady had left some gummy bears in her car?
0: Did Absolutely. you see that? Absolutely, yep. Okay. <laughs> of course did. <of> <laughs> that car was um, destroyed. And, yeah. and and that's the thing is that it's it's so easy to kind of forget and not think about it. But when you're in Colorado, I mean, the, a large majority of our state is in what can be considered bear country. I'm in the suburbs of Denver. There was a bear in my neighborhood last year. Yep. So you really need to be thinking about the fact that if you're you know not in in out of your garage, close the door or lock it. If you're not in and out of your car lock the doors, and certainly anything that's unattractive. And gummy bears are a pretty good snack, I yeah. I can't lie, enjoy it from time to time. Um, but even things like scented lotions or lip balms and things like that, if it smells like food to a bear, they're going to try and get after it.
1: Wow. And, I, you know, I was reading something because the lady said on, on uh, the report that a bear can smell up to 20 miles away, and their smells a 100 times greater than ours. That yeah, doesn't oh, my take goodness. much. I
0: mean, you think about... <laughs> You think about, you know, bloodhounds and and the dogs that they've been sniffing. Yeah, bears are hundreds of factors, times stronger sense of smell. And so, you know, from five miles away, they're going to know that there's trash available.
2: uh, 100%. And and that's the real point, is that you don't want to get a bear habituated into uh, deciding that trash is better when it comes out of the den than, you know, the other things that are out there in nature. Because it just causes real problems for that bear.
0: Well, absolutely. And, you know, we've we've had some bears in some of our communities this year that that never went to sleep because there was food available all winter long. Um, Over in Breckenridge as well, we had a couple of bears that not only didn't lose any winter weight, they gained 60 pounds because there was just trash available (laughs) all winter. Um, And that's really horrible. And it's horrible for a few reasons. I mean, it's it's funny to think about a little bit, but those bears now, what is their reason or rationale to go try and find the berries and the, the acorns and the grasses and things that they should be eating? They've got great opportunities just right in somebody's garage. And so the more that happens, the less they're going to lose their, you know, the less they're going to keep their fear of humans and the more likely they are to return. And so those are not calls we we want to deal with. Those are the hardest calls for our officers when a bear is very clearly habituated and, and won't do anything else we never want to be in that situation of having to make those tough calls. And so, if people can make small adjustments to their behaviors, I think it's a huge difference for bears.
1: Right, Rebecca Farrell is with us. She's with Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and she is a statewide public information officer. And another thing I want to touch on, I think just kind of feeds into this, so to speak, no pun intended, is feeding wildlife, uh, because a lot of people think, you know, I mean, it is cool to be close to an animal, but I remember you guys put out something, you know, a few weeks back, I think it was Joe uh, Lewandowski to put out a report that I had that mm-hmm. he said, hey, whether you're even feeding deer, whether it's hay, corn, things that you think may be good for that animal actually can be detrimental to their life and kill them
0: it's really harmful I mean it's just not the diet that they're meant to have and so again you know we hear every day from sportsmen, wildlife watchers and everyone in between how passionate they are about the wildlife in Colorado so we understand there's sort of this compulsion that they think they're helping or that they're doing something good but in reality the best thing you can do with wildlife in almost any instance is just leave it alone let it do what it needs to do naturally
1: sure what do you, uh, Kevin, uh, just so you know, Rebecca is an attorney, and I wonder, Kevin, he's going to talk just a minute about, you know, wildlife violations because can't, uh, Kevin kind of handles that from a legal aspect. But just um, from your side, I mean, somebody makes a mistake in the field. Let's talk about um, what they should do.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, the, the first line of, of helping yourself is really just giving us a call. Um, you know, we're, we're not in the, the business of, of trying to, uh, you know, meet out punishment and, and collect fines and all of that. We want people to have enjoyable experiences out in the field, and people are human, right? They're, they're going to make mistakes, and so if you do something incorrect, if you shoot the wrong species, if you do something wrong... the best course of action is just to let us know as quickly as possible so we can kind of help figure out how to resolve the issue. Um, You know, which is not to say there might not be a fine depending on the situation, but that's not what we're here for. We want to make sure that we are good stewards of the resources and that we're helping everyone else be good stewards of the resources as well.
1: Right. You know, very important. And Kevin, we talked about this for, you know, you were pointing out to me earlier on the what's new in 2019. There are some boundary changes, Rebecca, to some specific units. So, Again, um, ignorance is hardly a good legal plea, Kevin. No, <laughs> so we've got to know where you are, whether you're on private property or public land. And, uh, you know, there are several units listed in there. And, again, this is on page one of the big game brochure. And so, Rebecca, just take a, talk about that a minute, just the importance of knowing where you are.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of rely on, on some programs and GPS things and, and some of the different apps that they have, and, and those are all great tools. But at the end of the day, um, as part of buying that license, as part of being a sportsman out in the field, it's your responsibility to know where you are. And so we do as much as we can within that brochure, and, and you know, you can always stop into our offices and talk to people if you have questions, um, but we want to make sure that you are in the right spot because that is your responsibility ultimately. Right. Do you know? Do
2: you know why those changes were made, like the the uh, game management union unit boundary line changes? Do you know what the reasoning was there?
0: Um, I actually don't.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's just I, interesting. I'm not
0: sure exactly which ones that you're talking yeah, about so, all of So, that, it, so I get...
2: uh, relating to three, fifty-six, fifty-seven, fifty-eight, all of those were related to the Arkansas River versus Highway Fifty. It's just it's an interesting, um, I guess,
1: because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it says it's no longer open for public travel and has been removed from describing game management 3 and 301 boundaries. So
2: I'm wondering if there was, there must have been some issue with Highway 50 and the river. Uh, I assume the river always changes its course, so that somebody just has to be aware of that now if they're in that area.
0: That is probably a good guess, but I can certainly get some folks on to talk to you about it. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it would just be interesting to hear what. What the rationale is there as to what the change is—man-made line versus sort of a more natural? Sure. Andre. Yeah.
1: and the last thing make sure your account is up to date with Colorado Parks and Wildlife maybe you put a credit card in and uh, maybe that's expiring next month and you didn't even think about it because it went through but Rebecca I know uh before I had Corey on and uh he was saying you guys are doing some steps there where if somebody's card is expired you guys are trying to contact them once they're successful in the draw to get that payment but if everybody will just go in there and do it that will help everyone
0: Oh, absolutely. And again, you know, we want it to be a great experience for everybody. We, we understand how excited you are to get that email. Um, but if you get the email that you've drawn, please keep an eye on the email just in case something else happens. But if you want to go in and, and double check all of your information, your email address, that's the main way that we're going to be contacting people. Make sure that that is correct and up-to-date. It's one that you checked often. Uh, make sure that your credit card is up-to-date, like you said, whether it's an expiration, whether you forgot that you switched to a different 0% card or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure that you have good information in there because we will certainly reach out and try and contact you, but we had a lot of folks last year that ended up having their licenses go back in for the leftover draw because they just didn't pay attention to the fact that their credit card didn't go through.
1: Oh, right. Wow, that'd be a bummer. That is a bummer. I hate those self-inflicted wounds. (laughs) It it happens. Hey, Rebecca, we'll let you get to this beautiful Saturday. Thanks a lot. And, again, you guys are always welcome here. Anything we need to know, and uh, we appreciate your partnership with us, and uh, hopefully we'll get lucky in the draw with everybody else. So thank you so much.
0: Of course. Take
1: care. All right. That's Rebecca Farrell. When we come back, Aaron Casey's going to join us. Phoenix Weaponry. We'll be right back. Let me tell you about one of my favorite stores, The Outdoorsman's Attic, a consignment store for all of your adventure outdoor gear. Hunting, fishing, camping, kayaks, live bait, survival gear, backpacks, sleeping bags, firearms, and ammo. Save 20, 30, 40, and even 50% on new and pre-owned items at The Outdoorsman's Attic. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and save up to 20% on your purchase. This offer excludes firearms and ammo. Never pay retail again. Big savings and friendly service is what you'll find at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Check them out, outdoorsmansattic.com.
0: Hi, I'm Lindsay. A few months ago, I was in an accident. I totaled my car. They were just going too fast and it was icy right there. It was his fault, but it wasn't anyone's fault. That's why it's called an accident, right? I was so sore. Not at first, but like days later. I had to go to the hospital. I have always heard about the things insurance companies do when this kind of thing happens, but didn't know how bad it really was. I needed an attorney. I called Flesh and Beck, and man, I'm glad I did. From the first call all the way to the settlement, Kevin was there for me. It was like having my own personal attorney. He really got to know me, and he knew everything about my case. There is no way I would have gotten that big of a settlement if I hadn't called. I definitely recommend calling Flesh and Beck if you've been in an accident. Definitely.
2: Hi, I'm Kevin Flesh from Flesh and Beck Law. At Flesh and Beck, you get real sincere personal service from attorneys that actually care about you and your case. Call us Flesh and Beck Law, 303-806-8886. 303-806-8886
1: don't let mosquitoes disrupt your family fun at your next barbecue or keep the kids from camping out in the backyard hey this is scott Watley, and i'm very happy that our outdoor activities have been mosquito free for the last four years thanks to the fine folks at mosquito authority their mission is to help protect you and your family from mosquitoes and the diseases they carry and did you know when your dog or cat is bitten by a mosquito heartworm is one of the most common infections at mosquito authority they guarantee you won't be bothered by mosquitoes between treatments and If you are, hey, all you have to do is call. They'll come back out, reassess your property, and if necessary, retreat at no additional charge. No contracts, no commitments. And best of all, no mosquitoes. Call 303-688-2847. That's 303-688-2847 or visit MosquitoAuthority.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Waltley, along with Kevin Flesh, And Kevin and I will be discussing after this segment a little bit about the red flag bill. So if you've got questions or uh, concerns about that, like we do, uh, our lines are open 303 477 5600. Really, for any topic in the outdoors, we'll take your call. Aaron Casey joins us now with Phoenix Weaponry. And Aaron, I don't know what you've been doing the last month or so, man. You've been so bored, nothing going on in your life. How are you? <laughs> Oh, man,
3: we've been (laughs) moving the shop. Uh, We've doubled in size, so it's uh, it's been pretty bumpy.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, My wife
3: was saying I've been working about 115 hours a week, so I don't know. I I try not to keep any track.
1: Wow. Well, no, I know you've been busting it, so congratulations on the new spot. Now, um, give us the address and where you're located now.
3: It is 504 North 2nd Street in Berthoud, 80513.
1: All right, and birth it. Okay. Now, what does this move do for you? What's it going to allow you to do?
3: Uh, we doubled the um, machine shop, all of it, actually. So we've added three more gunsmithing benches. We're currently hiring for gunsmiths and a retail position. Um, we have doubled the amount of CNC equipment that we actually have. We've uh, added um, saws and mills and grinders. There's an entire grinding uh, section now. Um so it's it's changed a lot. So we're wow. looking forward to, you know, bringing all that to bear and get caught up with a lot of our parts and builds and all that stuff.
1: Right. Now, of course, you've been with us a number of years. But for those that don't know much about Phoenix Weaponer or haven't caught you on one of the shows, take a minute and just kind of explain your um, precision firearms to us and what all you do.
3: So We're a custom weapons manufacturer. Uh, We're starting to branch out a little bit into production weapons and suppressors. Uh, Well, not branch out into suppressors. We've been doing that for a while. We do coating. We do gunsmithing. We do builds. We do bolt actions, uh, semi-autos, shotguns, pistols, you name it. We make it. We work on it. We'll modify it. We'll paint it. It does not matter. We uh, Just about anything to do with firearms. We also have a uh, manufacturing side called Phoenix manufacturing design that does all sorts of any sort of job shop work if you have an invention if you have something you need made we can make that from like quantity one up to thousands so we're kind of a uh, uh, changing rapidly but yeah we, we try to keep work on the little stuff and try to keep everybody set up
1: what are you finding that most um, most people are looking for now with the uh, ARs and things what, what's some of your more popular items
3: I think we're heading back towards the suppression. Uh, people are starting to get back into the long-range precision. Um, the further we get away from some of the um, gun grab stuff, as far as you know, the banning of of the so-called assault rifles. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the people have gotten away from the the cheap. You know, where you have to buy ten of this. You know, people are going back to buying one, two good guns, and and enjoying those, and modifying what they've got.
2: Hey, Aaron, I had a fellow that called me this week was wanting to talk about gun trusts and NFA stuff, and um, yeah. I actually sent him your way because he's got some some need for some suppressors. So, um, okay. talk a- I appreciate that. Oh, hey, no problem. Talk a little bit about that Yeah. What, uh, with, with regard to... Is the to, gun
1: trust still the way to go with that or individual? What, what are you guys recommending now?
3: It, it really depends. So basically the reason for the gun trust really came around was it was a work around the local PD refusing your suppressor or NFA items, such as short barreled rifles, short barreled shotguns. The problem was that local PD or local sheriff or whoever it was in your county was able to decide whether or not you got to buy this particular item, regardless of whether or not you know, you're legally able to. So it was just kind of like this arbitrary thing that they just could decide. So part of the um, changes with 41F a couple years ago was that you now have chief law enforcement officer notification instead of um, approval. So now what happens is that when you do a suppressor, short barrel rifle, short barrel shotgun, you give notification to the local um, authority, and then you also then do all of the uh, um, standard stuff to the ATF and your background check, so you turn dollar tax stamp. So the reason the trust is still viable would be for um, people that are uh, got a family that they want to have, you know, have items and share it amongst the family. Um, the downside with it now is that every person on that trust has to do fingerprints, photographs, and a, and a authorization saying they are who they say they are. Right. So the one good part about the trust still is, is that, you know, if you have and you want to leave, because NFA items generally keep their value pretty good. And what'll happen is that when you go to when you pass away, you kind of leave um, your family with some unknowns. Um, normally, it's a Form Five, which is a taxless stamp transfer to your to your heir that you've named. But if you do a trust, you can add or take apart, you know, take people on there however you however you want to put them on there. So you can have beneficiaries, you can have co, um, you know, people that are you know responsible parties. Um, it's a good vehicle, but it also—if you have eight people on a trust—that is eight background checks, eight sets of, or, uh, uh, 24 sets of fingerprint cards, 24 pictures. I mean, it makes it quite the pile of paper. So it's, well, it's just really about how you want to go about it nowadays.
2: It sure does. And and the other thing with the new red flag log, we were we were talking about that as well as how if there's a way, and this is the research I need to do, is to to determine uh, who's actually in possession of those weapons. Um, when when a police officer shows up at your door.
3: Uh, you have 20, 72 hours to surrender the weapons to somebody other than basically um, in your household, is how it's been working.
2: Well, that's how it's um, been working, relating to regular restraining orders and other criminal ma- matters. But the issue is well, with this red flag issue is, is whether or not... They've
3: been doing this red flag thing here in the state for a long time. We have a zero tolerance in the state. Um, so what they've been doing is they've been... Doing, enacting this for a long time and I think this red flag law is just going to be their legal backup for it now but they've been act they've been doing this for a while
1: yeah no, I know um, I understand what
2: you're no, saying no, it is condition yeah. of a criminal
1: case because what ben, and this came yeah. up the other day I, I mean we had done haystack on, and then Kevin was on uh, with Dan Muir on rush to reason you guys were talking you know if a husband and wife uh, let's say the wife owns a couple of guns husband owns a couple of guns let's say the wife is the one that's in trouble or, or vice versa. it yeah. doesn't matter are they going to take every gun in the house or yep. how are they going to know which is whose? He just answered it. <laughs> yeah.
3: The answer is yes. Yeah. Um, basically, um, we've somehow adopted a system where you are guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, your day in court is gone. Um, it's been gone. Um, so, you know, the, yeah, we are just headed the wrong direction. Right. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's one thing to get a day in court, plead your side of it. It's another thing to have people knocking on your door at 3 a.m. dragging you out of the house because somebody, you know, accused you of something that you may or may have not done. Right. I mean, that's, that's not right. Yeah. They've been doing that for about 10 years now. Here. Yeah.
1: Kevin, do you actually think that will be a knock in a doorbell ring or will that be the front door well, off I, the hinges?
3: <laughs> no, I, well, I don't know. I mean,
2: that's going to be the interesting Depends. thing. I don't want to get too, too um, crazy about that. I think it'll be a knock. At least initially, and then then what? We'll it depends on what goes. kind of
3: threat they just dis- that you they deem you right. So you know if they deem you as a significant threat, yeah, they're they're breaching. Yeah, if, if you're, yeah. you know, if it's a so-called courtesy arrest, you know, <laughs> or, or or detainment, we'll call it detainment because you're technically not charged with anything. So right. we'll call it a courtesy detainment. Um, you know, then yeah, they'll probably just knock and, and drag your butt out of there. But yeah. it's, it's just messed up.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Aaron, there's you, no
3: rhyme or reason. There's no checks or balances, nothing.
1: You know, Aaron, on the form that we all fill out when we buy a weapon, um, yep. Kevin and I were talking about this, and we're going to talk about the next segment mm-hmm. a little bit, but it says, have you ever been adjudicated as a mental defective, or have you been committed to a mental institution? So if they take your guns, let's say, you know, on that initial knock, um, and then you lose a second one for 364 days, whatever it was, um, you know, and then you get them back after that year. The doctor writes you a note and says, you know, you're good to go, whatever. What do you check on that form? You know, do you check? Well,
3: if you were never formal, it's kind of the same thing with the uh, um, domestic violence, right? So for a while there, it actually said, have you, have you ever been accused? And they changed that finally. Yeah. So until you're charged or You know, given the charge of being um, mentally defective, then, you know, once you're done with it, you should be done. But, you know, we're just wondering how
1: CBI is going to look at that, you know, when you check no. It's going to be a mess. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, I don't think that's been decided yet.
3: Records are not going to get updated.
1: Right, Right. exactly. That's Um,
3: CBI, you know, throws these numbers out about how many people they've kept from having, you know, firearms. And the entire time I've been dealing with firearms in the firearms business. I have had two out of, you know, hundreds that were basically for a decent reason. Yeah. The rest was a spelling error either on the side of the people, you know, submitting the form or the people in the CBI doing it. I've only had two, you know, that I've known of that have been real. Hmm. The rest are just errors.
2: Yeah.
3: And you can submit your appeal paperwork and everything else. But, you know, none of this paperwork goes back and forth. There's no, you know greater records area the law enforcement agencies don't talk to each other do we even want them to talk to each other you know yeah
1: so have you had instances Aaron where someone you know CBI declined uh, a background check and then the person you know said hey that's wrong and then they got in touch with CBI and got something corrected and were able to get the gun do you find sometimes there are mistakes
3: about 95 percent of the time that's how it is Um, something's wrong they write their um, appeal letter, and then we hear back about, you know, two weeks, three weeks later that they're good to go. They come in with their approval letter, and we're off and running.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I agree with you. That's been my experience, too, with folks is that uh, just because you're declined, there's generally something that, that CBI has done. It's not the actual purchaser, so that's mm-hmm. good. Right. Well, Aaron, uh, what
1: else should we know about the new shop? And um...
2: Yeah, what are the exciting things at your shop rather than this? Negativity that we've been talking about with this oh, new legislation. Uh,
3: let's see, we grabbed two brand new Kitamura Mirror machining centers, twelve thousand RPM, forty <laughs> tools. They're all go fast. Uh, <laughs> we got multiple pallet changers, bar feeders. Um, it, it's all going to come together very well. We have a new entryway. I'm kind of excited about that. We're kind of blending everything together and getting all the stuff since every has room. Like before, at my shop. You know, you couldn't hardly get through the shop. Sure, sure. We have four we have four foot aisles. <laughs> <laughs> wow! You know? It's like work. wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I'm so, telling you, if you're looking for yeah, precision firearms, uh, Phoenix Weaponry again been great friends of ours and uh, great friends of the show, and they build a superior weapon. And uh, if you need some help with that, give Aaron and, and uh, his guys a call, and uh, you'll be t- um, tonight at the Outdoor Buddies banquet, correct?
3: Yep, we'll be at the Outdoor Buddies banquet. We're starting our short uh, sporting clays kind of rounds. We'll be out at the Helping Heroes, we'll be out at the Freedom Service Dogs, uh, Face of the Freedom. We do all the charity events uh, that you, you know, we're always at the same ones seems like, you know, but yeah, the sporting clays season is opened and we'll be out shooting at all those different events.
1: All right, nice. good deal. Aaron's number 720-340-2496. 720-340-2496. If you want to get out and check out his new shop, check out some suppressors and some cool guns and if you've already own some firearms, and you want to get those uh, coated or get some new, I believe the term is furniture, put on them uh, from Aaron and his guys. They will take great care of you. So Aaron, hey man, again, congrats on uh, the new shop, and uh, we'll have to get there, get out there with Kevin and do a live show with you one day.
3: Yep, we're going to try to get this place cleaned up and uh, get ready to have a big party. Yep, awesome. uh, this time we don't have an
1: HOA going to you know, try to be a pain in the butt so we're <laughs> cool. all right.
3: nice. we, won't, we won't burn the town down but it will, we'll see how far we can go there you <laughs> go
1: good deal all right that's aaron casey phoenix weaponry 720-340-2496 you can check out their website phoenixweaponry.com we'll come back kevin and i we're going to visit a little bit more on this red flag bill again if you've got questions we'd like your calls 303-477-5600 we'll be right back This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam. 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com.
0: Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe in Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. Rampartfirearms.com, 720 468 0050, that's 720 468 0050.
1: Got a road trip plan for getting ready for your next outdoor adventure? Hi, uh, this is Scott Watley for my friends at D&D Tire Service. At D&D Tire Service in Parker and Aurora, they understand automotive issues can be a headache and they never come at a convenient time D&D Tire Service is family owned and operated and is truly your one-stop shop for all of your automotive needs. All tires are reduced and for a limited time there are some great rebates saving you up to $200. From belts to tires, wiper blades, oil changes, D&D Tire Service has you covered. For the location nearest to you call 303-699-7337. That's 303-699-7337. D&D Tire Service is the official auto repair shop of Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Let DD Tire Service keep you and your family safe on the roads. DDTireservice.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. And we are back. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Scott Watley, along with Kevin Flesh. Once again, Kevin's number, 303-806-8886. Always highly recommend you put that number in your phone. Hopefully, as I always say, hopefully you never need it, but when you do, I like having it right there at my fingertips. So, again, that's 303-806-8886. Let's go to the phones. we got Bill on the line. Bill, how are you, sir? Okay, hey,
4: how's it going?
1: We're good, man. How can we help you?
4: Well, I got a question about this red tag stuff. What, uh, right. what, what kind of check and balances do they got? Like I've, I've lived in my house for thirty-five years, and the hate between me and the neighbors, it, it's at it's all-time highest now. Yeah. Now, what's to stop him from calling up and saying he's seen me flashing a gun, which he never has. I, I don't do that stuff. So what's. Uh, you know, what, what do I do when someone, the cops come knocking on the door, because he falsely accused? Because that's the kind of person he is.
2: Sure, sure. Well, obviously, you don't want to escalate it any further, and you don't want to make any statements that may incriminate you in any way. And people, you know, a lot of times will say to me, "Well, if I didn't do anything wrong, I shouldn't have anything to worry about." The concern that I always have, and people speaking to the police about a particular something that happened, is is they sort of. Accidentally say that they're in the area, they or that they may it be the way
4: they, w- they interpret it the way they want it. Right. It exactly. To once. Yeah. I made a statement, and they twisted it around to what they wanted it to say.
2: Yeah. So you say as little as possible. But the question, your your real question is, can my neighbor make these allegations, <laughs> and somebody look into it? And the answer is yes. And so, you know, neighbor, in my estimation, all the different type of legal work that I do, neighbor disputes are one of the highest. Difficulty cases that I deal with, um, and, and
4: everybody has that issue. I mean, I, I know lots of people have trouble right. with neighbors. Yeah, you know, it's it's with us. It started. He tried to steal our property. Yeah, you know, and I had to had to finally spend fifteen hundred dollars and get a full blown survey done. Right. Put the pin two feet into his brand new driveway. <laughs> oh man! And he had to cut it out.
2: All right, so that's where it starts, right? So he. Well,
4: he root of the most and then and then the latest is that he, so when he cut it out he put sod on top of gravel so unless you stand there and water it or, anyway so yeah so he, he's got to water it himself and i don't, you know this guy the, the reverse possession stuff came out of his wife's mouth one time so he goes out there so just a couple of weeks ago I call
2: them white trash. Yeah, so the thing that you've got to be careful... Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and and the thing that you have to then be careful of is to make sure that you have witnesses or some sort of video or some other electronic uh... means to prove what happened between you and your neighbor. So whenever you have those sorts of interactions, you want to probably be tape recording it or have some ability to
1: memorialize Uh, it with somebody else.
4: You have to have a camera running all the time. I
1: know. That's the trouble. And, And you know, Bill and Kevin, you know, this I mean. And Kevin's all, always said this: you just have to assume everywhere you go, right. and anything you do is being videotaped by right. some. Because now with our phones being able to do it, they can be standing there with their phone in their hand, acting like they're just holding the phone down, but they can have a recording yeah. thing going. They can have video going. Do you do you
2: think, Bill, that there's any way that you could uh, try to mediate the situation and at least get rid of some of the anger between the other side and you? You
4: know. Boring. okay how you about
2: know, the, the
4: problem, how about your neighbor the problem though is, is, you know we're right next door. There's yeah. no, no room, and then he's the kind of guy he he just pushes it to the limit you know I mean it's just it just, it just it, 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 it's just it's it's a whole I could take up the whole show
2: is there a way though that is there a third party that maybe you could get to have the two of you talk with to see if you can somehow come to a an agreement on like you said, you just ignore, he just ignore, or somehow the two of you are able to sort of just agree to disagree and not have any interaction with oh, each other.
4: Uh, now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I I don't really think it would escalate to the word I'm talking, but I wouldn't be surprised. But now, say if the cops came knocking on the door, now could I turn around? Because what he did. What really escalated this issue right now was we used to always split the cost of the trees on on the property line. Sure. So, long story short, and we you know we the guys I use now, he used to use. Yeah. So he wanted to get this one tree trimmed, and I already had a bid from the guys that we both used, and his guy was was more than than my guy. Okay. So so he and I told him, I don't want this guy, because the guy pulls up with the plywood trailer and that stuff.
2: Sure, sure.
4: So I don't want him on my property unless I see proof of insurance. So he waited until I went. I had an 8 o'clock doctor's appointment. I come back, and I hear the chainsaws running. I go out the back door. He's standing in my backyard with the contractor guy.
2: Mm. Wow. So it sounds like you're going to need some help with a a third party to try to help get through these things. Well, for that yeah, time. Bill, why so don't, he, don't
1: you... Yeah, exactly. Give Charlie your number, Bill. I'm going to call you after the show. We're up against the clock here. we got a oh, uh, I, I can give you guys a call.
4: I'll, I'll wait and see what, how it escalates. Yeah, but if but, you uh, need us,
1: call us, and Kevin will be glad to help up. you. Yeah, I know who yeah. you guys are, right? Okay. All right. Okay. Good luck, Bill. And again, Kevin's number, 303-806-8886. But, Kevin, the first simple answer was to keep his neighbor from doing that. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah.
2: You, and these neighbors' dis- disputes are so hard. Yeah. They, they really are. I mean, I had a case a few years ago where I finally said to my
1: client, the only way that you're going to resolve this is by moving. Sure. Um, because there was, no, there was no other way out. Right. Stay with us. We've got Green Mountain Guns coming up next. We'll be right back.
5: Hi, this is Kevin Trisna, owner of M4 Roofing and Gutters. Since 2004, it's been our mission to provide the highest quality of service and trust to every customer we serve. M4 Roofing and Gutters is a family-owned and operated company right here in Englewood, Colorado. At M4 Roofing and Gutters, quality customer service is our top priority. For a free inspection and estimate for your roofing project, call today 303-797-8600. That's 303-797-8600. Or visit us online at M4Roofing.com. M4 Roofing and Gutters is an A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau and haystackhelp.com.
1: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from three to seven on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Again, we wanna thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to go to phones now and talk to our good friends at Green Mountain Guns. Now, normally Mike Cook joins us, the owner, but we are glad to have Jared Stambog. Is it Stambog? I knew I was going to mess that up, Jared. Stambog?
5: Nope. You got it All right, right cool, man. You got it right. right. Jared
1: Stambog, and he's the manager there. And um, so anytime you go in, make sure you see Jared and let him know you heard about him here on the show. All right, Jared, Green Mountain Guns. Man, it's hard hard to believe it's already been over a year now, uh, that the store has been under new ownership and all and you've been there this whole time. So just kinda of talk about and I mean the store was great before, but kinda of talk about what you know you've experienced over this uh oh twelve, thirteen, fourteen months now, uh with Mike and new owners there.
5: Yeah, sure, Scott. Um boy, I tell you, it's fourteen uh fourteen months goes by really fast. Yeah. Um We've seen a real uh, good influx of different customers coming in. Um, so it's been pretty steady throughout most of the year. Uh, last summer was kind of slow. Usually summers here uh, right. at, the, at this location are kind of slow. But, um, uh, yeah, but we always welcome, you know, new customers in and the old guys that come in that we're familiar with. We love what, to have them in the store as well.
1: Sure. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing, I, uh, you know, I think, What a lot of things we get from people and reports back is man, you walk in there, I mean, you have a plethora of guns and sometimes I mean all stores are different and you know, some shops a little smaller, but when you walk in, hey, you know you're in a gun store, man, you got all kinds.
5: (laughs) Yeah, we try to cover all the bases. Um yeah, as you said, the consignments. Uh, as Mike, Mike, the owners probably told you, we're probably the largest consignment shop in the in the state. Uh, we literally have almost anything you're looking for, uh, from old old school bolt guns, break actions, falling blocks, ARs, old Smiths. You know, it's great to have that consignment option because you get to pick and choose. Uh, you know, the guns that aren't that aren't made anymore, or at least made the way they used to be. Um, sure. So it, it is nice to see that different variety.
1: Right. Now, educate us a little bit on the consignment end of it. Um, I mean, I think times a lot of, you know, people, they go, man, I paid, you know, $1,000 for this, so they want to list it for 1000 Well, they got to understand, I mean, you know, first of all, if it's taken out of a store, it's considered a used firearm uh, at any point, so it's automatically going to take a little bit of a hit. But what are some of the parameters kind of that you guys look, um, you know, even before you take a gun in on consignment?
5: Well, what we'll, what we'll do is uh, we'll, we try to guide them through what's called a blue book of guns. It's kind of like for cars, but for guns. It's just a broad-based uh, estimation on it. It's not 100% correct, uh, but we, we try to guide them. Um, usually with newer guns, it's relatively easy to get a price point mm-hmm. on their consignment. Um, so they'll bring their guns in. We'll try to evaluate the cost of their guns first. Uh, if they choose to consign, uh, we, we, we give them the rundown of how it works. You know, we, uh, we fill out the paperwork for them. Um, the set prices are good for 14 days before people can make offers on it. And pretty much what that means is, you know, after 14 days have passed, you know, a customer will ask me to call the owner and see, say, you know, will he take this much for it? Or whatever, I'll call him up, um, you know, and he'll either accept, decline, or counter the offer, so it kind of works that way. Um, if they do, uh, the, the owner can always call in late at a later time to drop the price on his guns, and in doing so, it kind of goes back to the 14 day rule again, where, okay. you know, uh, customers can't make offers for another 14 days. Uh, we only charge 15%. Um, we decided. You know fourteen months ago that's that's pretty pretty good rate so we we decided to stick with a fifteen percent rule uh, we do have the option of uh, putting your guns on gun Broker and our website um, each one would be thirty bucks or if you wanted to combine them for fifty we could put it on both websites and uh, that's that's really good for like higher-end guns right um, yep. you know good two three four five thousand dollar guns even they're hard to move in the store, so that way when we put it on you know gunbroker and our website uh more of the you know the country gets to see what we have to offer and get get a little better pick of who wants to you know get into their product so sure um it, it, it's a good thing, and it's been running strong I mean I me and Cole have been you know wired trying to get the this stuff out for these folks because we're kind of new to it, but it's coming along pretty good
1: right. And, you know, Jared, another thing I always tell guys, you know, I mean, of course, the law changes we used to. You, you and I'd meet up, you'd hand me a few hundred bucks, I hand you a gun. Well, now, you know, legally, you got to do that a little bit different. And I always tell people, I, I think you're going to get more for the firearm in a store setting than you would trying to, you know, do something on your own. So, I always promote people, first of all, from the legal side, safety side of just a transaction. We've all heard all different things go wrong when you meet somebody and you're selling something. So, I mean, to me, all the way around, I think it's better for the the customer, uh, you guys as well, and uh Uh, Again, just following the letter of the law now as far as transfers.
5: Yeah, absolutely, and and we really try to adhere to that. Um, As you know, there is the 15-round mag limit in Colorado. We do adhere to that. Some stores don't. Uh, We choose to abide by that law. Uh, We do run all our guns uh, through leads online, which means uh, we clear all the serial numbers. Uh, before they're they're put out on the floor. That way you're assured you're not getting a stolen firearm.
1: Okay. Well, that's great. All right, now, another new thing, an exciting thing for you guys, uh, is a few weeks ago you're now a Class Three NFA licensed dealer. So tell our audience what that means for you and for us. We (laughs) are.
5: Yeah, Yeah, what that means is uh, we're able to uh, provide customers with – incoming uh, suppressors if you will uh, we can get uh, in full autos. Um, it's kind of in the beginning stages right now. Uh, Mike's trying to bring certain uh, product in for uh, you know law enforcement units um, and anyone that, that is a class 3 dealer as well. Um, right now we're trying to get a silencer Co uh, into our store. We'd like to go with a kiosk. Uh, we've heard they've, they've been very popular user-friendly, and they seem to cut down on the time weight mm-hmm. on your uh, on your tax stamp uh, to get your, your suppressor. So uh, we're kind of going to go that route. We're thinking of bringing in GemTech um, for sure, uh, Silencer Co. products, um, and then you know a little oddball ones here and there we're going to try to keep uh... bring in the mid to high range suppressors. we've noticed that uh... from other class three dealers they say if you get the, the lower end stuff in uh... Customers seem to notice that they break down quicker, and they, uh, you know, they just—they're just not cutting the mustard, so to speak. Sure. So we're going to go with the mid to the higher range, you know, cans, if you will. That's—I guess that's what they call them. Right. I'm kind of—I'm kind of no, no. new to that. I'm kind of old school, you know. But no, I tell you, I've got—I've got, got a
1: few so. suppressors, and I'm telling you, first of all, I mean they're a blast to shoot with, and you know, sometimes, boy, no matter. What ear protection, man, it just wears you out sometimes shooting. And, man, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it is is—it is so comfortable and nice to sit around and shoot with those suppressors. So, again, I hope you guys will go out to Green Mountain Guns, see Jared or Mike, and uh, let them know you heard about them here on the show, and uh, they can fill you in on all the – um, qualifications and the way to get that process. Again, that kiosk I think is a good idea. Uh, convenient for you and the customers as well. So Absolutely. I want to re- re-mention this. On consignments, um, like I say, not only do you put them in the store, but if a customer chooses, they can do it. You can put on your website, Gun Broker, if they choose that. And then also on your website, you have what you call a featured firearm. So how often does that firearm change?
5: Um, they usually rotate in and out. Uh, between two to four weeks. It okay. depends on uh, what Mike wants to put on there. Usually we like to, uh, re- you know, kind of reserve that for, like, um, specialty items, like, you know, like old-school Belgium-made uh, Brownings, um, uh, Colt Single Action Army stuff, um, high-end stuff, stuff you don't see anymore. Um, or something new something that's uh you know at hot on the market that everybody wants their hands on like you know the Glock 43x you know we sure. can't get enough of those so um, but we do try to rotate it out you know in 2 to 4 weeks um, so just keep checking and you'll see something new pop up
1: gotcha yep. all right another thing i want to hit on uh, real quick is your uh estate services and meaning that you guys buy estates and always clarify this i think sometimes people think in a state you know is there a certain number of guns that have to qualify to be in a state the answer is no i mean if you've got you know right. two or three or you got a hundred whatever but kind of talk about that angle of your business
5: yeah it, it's been really taken off scott um it seems, uh, well, once Mike Cook took over and he got his foot in the door with the estates, they've really seemed to snowball. I mean, um, just last week, uh, Mike was went out to Bailey uh, to, to a, a gal that, you know, were, unfortunately her, her, her husband passed, and he had a ton. He, he had like 62 guns. Wow. And um, he'll go out there and evaluate it. It takes a little time, but that way they get a, you know, comfortable feel of, you know what kind of uh, uh, prices we can give them for them, but they've really taken off. Um, we we've we brought in a lot of good little treasures that we found, and uh, it, I think it's it's good for you know all parties involved. But we're definitely we're we're not quitting on that. That's a big part of our business now, and it's it's I think it's really helped us out a lot.
1: Sure. All right, and the last thing I want to touch on here is uh, you guys are now doing concealed carry classes, so tell us about that a little bit.
5: We, we are, yes. Um, recently, well, not quite recently, about a month ago, we hired a young gentleman by the name of Jake Salthouse. Um, he's got a lot of experience with uh, a shooting range back in North Carolina. He was a, a range master there, and he, he taught pistol courses through the NRA. Um, He's going to be, uh, doing that. I believe he has a class that's totally filled Saturday and there's one on the 26th of April, which I think there's only a couple slots available. So they filled up pretty quick, but, um, I'm not sure what the, the, what the rates are. I want to say they're $99. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. But I'm not sure for certain. Um, but, uh, he, he's a good teacher and, um, we're really excited, uh, getting this in the store. We, we tried to get this in once we first opened. It just didn't pan out that way. But now we're on board, and um, I think it would be real good to provide that service to the to the customers out there.
1: Sure, and Mike and I were talking uh, the other day when I was in, you know, that this also uh, includes some range time, uh, which I think is very, very good. But it's not a, a law in Colorado. you got to have range time. But, man, I think it's yep. a good thing for people to go out and shoot.
5: Oh, absolutely! Uh, like you said, the, you know, there's your online courses. Me personally, I believe in and going the full route. Take a full day class. You get your training. You get to learn the laws about what what to do. You know, handle the police if you have to defend yourself. Um, and then the range time is also crucial. Um, I. I think it's crucial that they, they become, you know, proficient with their firearm if they're going to carry every day. Sure. And it, it, it's definitely beneficial to go the whole route um, right. than just, you know, do one of the four-hour classes. So, yeah, it's a, it'll be a good class for them.
1: All right, get out and see Jared. They're at Green Mountain Guns, 3355 South Yarrow Street in Lakewood. Their number is 303-985-7240. And, hey, maybe you find yourself in a position, you've got several guns that you would like to sell or consign, Um, give Jared and them a call and Mike a call, and they'll come out and take a look and uh, figure out what's best for you. And uh, I promise you they'll be fair and honest with you. A great, great store, family-owned and operated. Get out there and see them. And don't forget on those consignments now, if you want to talk to Jared about that, getting on the websites as far as Gun Broker and their website too, they'll explain all to you how that works. So, Jared, hey, man, thank you guys for your partnership. And we look, hey, forward, to, we look forward to seeing you guys again soon.
5: All right, sounds good.
1: All right. That's Jared's right. Stomba again, Green Mountain Guns, 303-985-7240. We want to thank all of our guests today. And most of all, thank you for joining us today for Sportsman of Colorado. Be sure and catch our replays on Sundays at 8 a.m and 4 p.m. right here on KLZ 560. Have a great day.